My next guest is a soul guide and best-selling author. She inspires people to lead their lives wide awake with authenticity, passion, and purpose that positively impacts others. Please welcome Carrie Hummingbird. Welcome to the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Patricia Bourgeois, Certified Business Coach. I am here to help you up-level, generate consistent wealth, increase your confidence, attract dream clients, and master your mindset so that you can fully own your power and achieve next-level results in your online business and beyond. Every week, a powerful conversation will take place with amazing guests, or I'll share from my experience to help inspire you to start and scale the business of your dreams while being powerfully you. The time has come to stop playing small, stop hiding, and stop waiting. Now is the perfect time for you to passionately pursue your heart's desire as the powerful leader you were born to be. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. I am here today with Carrie Hummingbird. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Anna. I'm so glad to be here. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to have you on the show. So please share with us who you are, what you do, and why you're so passionate about what you do. Absolutely. So I am a soul guide and I'm a shakarona in the tradition of the Andes Mountains. I help connect people with Mother Earth and uh, so that they learn that they're part of all that is. They're connected to everything. And from that place, we can really co-create some beautiful magic on the planet for ourselves and for those that we lead. And so that's what I'm most passionate about is waking people up to this um, beautiful planet Earth and how to co-create with her for the benefit of all. Mm, I love that. So share more about your story. Like how did you start doing this type of work? Yes. Well, um, like many leaders, um, I went through my dark night of the soul. I, I went through periods of time where I thought I was insane and I was being told I was insane and mm. given diagnoses. And um, as it turns out, I'm a mystic and mm -hmm. I'm here to to, you know, listen to those messages, to channel them for the collective and to be a conduit of energy and a healing. And along the way of learning that I was here to do that, um, I went through the Western model of uh, psychotherapy and um, they call it mental illness, but mm -hmm. it's actually, I think, just a journey of our consciousness to understand who we are and why we came here and why we Um, have this madness that's going on in the planet um, that is hopefully um, being seen now. And people mm -hmm. are realizing that the way we've been living isn't really the way to live. Mm -hmm. um, I was living that way and I was following the recommendations and, you know, taking, uh, the, taking my weekly sessions to complain about my life and, <laughs> you know, and taking the pills to try to make myself happy. And, um, and then of course, you know, still indulging in wine and things like that, because I mean, who mm -hmm. doesn't, who's taking those antidepressant pills. Um, so that's, that's really what I did. And I was, a, became a mom. And when I became a mom at 30, I, it was like everything magnified, um, all of the uh, trauma from my early childhood just surfaced 
um, with this initiation of being a mother and mm. I felt it so preciously and I, I, I was so um, grieving and depressed and all of these things that I didn't want to be, of course, because I mm. wanted to be the perfect mother and I was going yeah. to be, you know, such a better mom than my mom and I was going to be amazing. And I found out that I, you know, I got a big dose of humble pie and realized that there was a lot going on inside of me that I didn't really know how to handle. And mm. so, yeah, and the psychotherapy model tried to help me, but it really, how could it grasp a spiritual journey? It just can't. Mm. So um, I kind of struggled and coped for a while, um, at least a decade like that, until I finally realized that it was leading worse places and it wasn't getting better and mm -hmm. I needed some big help of a different kind. And that's really when I, I opened up to this greater force and I was calling it God and I call it many things, you know, God, mm -hmm. source, creator, great spirit. And as soon as I opened to that larger presence, my life started changing for the better. And I started getting, you know, connected in with um, teachers that could help me at a really deep subconscious level to do lots and lots of healing. And what I learned was that there was um, that, you know, I'm a, I'm a being that has lived many lifetimes as we all are as a soul lived many, many, many lifetimes. And sometimes the trauma of these lifetimes lasts more than just the one lifetime. You know, it's not like it's all neatly segmented. And in my case, a lot of the trauma that I was experiencing in this life that I couldn't really explain why am I this way um, a lot of that came from this other lifetime that was directly before this one that was very traumatic. Mm. So I have to heal it somehow, some way, somewhere. And this was the incarnation of healing that. So it's, it's um, you know, it's opening up to the biggest picture possible that has helped me to heal. And that's well beyond, you know, the current Western model. They just don't understand that. And that's why many psychotherapists are, when they wake up, they leave the Western model and they start delving into Akashic Records and all kinds of other mm. healing because that's what we need in order to to really um, understand ourselves in full and resolve things that maybe have been lingering for lifetimes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so powerful. Like you were talking and I just got chills like all over my body. Yay. <laughs> Truth bumps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I'm curious to know, like, why is it so important to heal the mother wound? You know, the mother wound is our um, disconnection from the truth of who mm -hmm. we are. And it happens by default, by being a human. We, we have this illusion of separation. Mm -hmm. And at the biggest sense, the mother wound is that separation, is that belief that we're somehow separate from our creator, that we're somehow separate from in a, in a smaller sense, our physical mother, you know, in this mm -hmm. lifetime, because as soon as we leave the womb, we're um, exposed to this separate existence. We're no longer inside of our mothers. We're, we're birthed into this separate illusion of being. And that's traumatizing. Mm -hmm. It's very traumatizing. But it's also this opportunity that we came here to experience. So we, we wouldn't have been incarnated if we didn't choose to have that experience. So we have to reconcile this um, illusion of separation at some point in our lives. And 
that's why people turn to spirituality is to reconcile that. Mm -hmm. And how can I be knowing myself as connected to um, my creator and to all of life, my mother, everything? How can I know myself as connected to everything? What's really intricately tied up with this conversation of, of separateness is the illusion of um, being a victim. You know, it's mm. the illusion of the victim consciousness that that anything could happen to you that your soul didn't choose to happen is um, preposterous because we're all mm. sovereign beings and we're inside this sovereign creator that's given us this opportunity to live and breathe and dance on planet Earth as human beings. It's amazing, this opportunity, but most of us squander it because we have this inundation of the victim consciousness. We feel like life is just happening to us and it's cruel and it's terrible that all these things happen mm -hmm. when actually it's here to help us grow and learn and become even greater and really understand what love is all about from the experience of having like sort of a, this illusion of the absence of love or or this separateness. So, you know, we blame our fathers, we blame our mothers for the state and the condition of our existence. And until we take responsibility for that, until we claim total, total responsibility for everything that's happening in our lives as something for us, we'll never break free of that victim consciousness. And it's only through this pathway of per total personal responsibility that we actually remember ourselves as sovereign. And then in that, we remember ourselves as connected to all that is. And so there's this really interesting, you know, tunnel through this victim consciousness that we reclaim ourselves. And um, so it's really powerful. The healing the mother wound at a really practical level can start by really just seeing how your mom was perfectly designed to bring you into this world as a starting point for your life's journey and all the lessons you came to learn. And at that point, when you really, really get it, you don't need to forgive your mother anymore. You're just grateful. You're just grateful that yeah. this soul decreed to be that for you. Yeah, exactly. Wow. That's, that's incredible. And I, I would imagine that if you don't heal that wound, it would also affect your leadership and who you are as a powerful business owner and entrepreneur. Absolutely. You know, there's something really interesting about insecurity. Insecurity causes really bad leadership. When we're not secure, we are jealous. We mm. compare, we compete, we manipulate, we, you know, and that none of that is serving the highest good of those we serve. So in order to serve the highest good for those we serve, including ourselves, we have to be secure in our attachment. We have to be very secure that mm -hmm. we are part and we are connected. And, and when you really realize that, the kinds of decisions you make for other people for the highest good are really different. It's less about what your bottom line is. You know, it's less about, well, what am I worth? That mm -hmm. conversation isn't there anymore. It's not about what you're worth. It's about how can you serve and how can you meet the people you serve where they're at Mm. not about like, oh, what is my worth? You know, I hear that conversation so much yeah. out there and like people trying to have different pathways to figure out how they can charge more money for their services because they're worth it. And, and really it's the opposite. It's like, mm -hmm. it's not about how much you're worth. It's about how much are you giving to others and mm. meeting them where they're at to lift their identity of themselves to how much they can like really receive life. Wow. 
this is like so good because <laughs> it's so true it is true that. yeah i love that i love that so much thank you for bringing this to our awareness i love this um so what would you say is like the greatest piece of like advice or the greatest piece of wisdom that you've learned throughout your whole uh story you know my dad tried to teach me this my i have um my stepdad who was with me from time i was five until a few years ago he passed away he was the most generous um loving kind person i ever knew mm -hmm. and he was a natural leader so he was one of those people that you know when he get, when he enters the room all the dogs are in his lap <laughs> he's like the natural alpha you know yeah and you know what my dad always said to me was you're getting it backwards mm -hmm. and i was like well but i'm supposed to lead i'm supposed to lead them and he said yes but you're you're getting it backwards he said you're a great leader but you're really bad at following mm -hmm. and if you want to lead you have to follow <laughs> and <laughs> i never really understood that i was like what are you talking about if i'm a leader then i'm leading them you know i'm telling them like this is where we're going to go and he's like no you got it backwards. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's about them. Mm -hmm. And I never understood that. It took me the longest time to understand that. Because if somebody's coming to you for leadership, aren't they coming to you because you know how to lead or you've got something figured out or you're doing it, quote, right? You know, that kind of thing, <laughs> right? Like that's yeah. how, isn't that why they come to you? And it's no, it's not really. It's only a piece of the puzzle. The mm -hmm. reason they come to you is because you found yourself. And in finding yourself, you, they see that you found yourself. They want to find themselves. They don't want to find yourself. They want to find themselves, <laughs> you know? So you're, yeah. you're really here to help them lead their lives, which means you have to listen and you have to really slow way down and tune into them and what they need, you know, so that's why all these systems and methods and everybody thinks they found the way and then they try to teach that way. It's like, <laughs> that's not, that's not really it. I mean, because no. the person has to find their own way and we're all a unique thumbprint. This is what came out in my um, channel text. Right after my dad passed away, I started channeling this, um, this being called White Eagle, which I believe is my dad, but um, also in a larger sense is this larger being, White Eagle. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the initials, it's we, it's W-E. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of fun. Um, but Native American traditions often talk about White Eagle and, and eagles being very powerful. And um, so I, you know, I, I accept this as um, truth because it just feels so right in my body. One of the things that White Eagle channeled through this book, The Second Wave, the book is The Second Wave Transcending the Human Drama, is that we are all unique thumbprints, each one of us. And so this idea that there is one pathway to anything is bogus. It's not mm -hmm. true. So as leaders, we have to really know that this is true, that each person has their own unique pathway. And so our only role really is to help them discover the path within themselves that leads to their knowing of themselves and truth. And so I call that leading from the hollow bone. Because there is this concept um, as a healer in, in earth-based tradition of the hollow bone. The hollow bone is when you've cleared out your um, personal clutter and your ideas about life and your, you know, um, attachments and what you think is really, really true and everybody else is doing wrong. You know, all that stuff clutters up the bone. Mm -hmm. And you want to clear that out to be hollow so that you can hear 
what's needed for this person in front of you in a healing session. You can actually hear what they need. Wow. Yeah. That's the hollow bone. So when I lead, I lead from the hollow bone. And like even now, a lot of what I do is channel. Um, I just let it come through me because I'm in that hollow bone space because Carrie only knows what works for Carrie. Carrie doesn't really know what works for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, But the hollow bone knows, that hollow space within knows what works and what should be said right now in leadership for others. I love that. Oh my gosh. Like, it's so crazy because like, I feel like this is like confirmation that I'm like on the right path right now because I'm like revamping my my messaging and who I am and what I do. And it's, this is exactly what it is. (laughs) So it's like, it's crazy that this is happening. Um, And that's actually the next question that I had, because I asked this to everyone who comes on this podcast and I love to ask them like what they think um, powerful leader means to them. And I feel like you just like resumed it so beautifully. Um, So thank you so much for this gift. Yes, absolutely. I mean, powerful leader, you know, powerful leader is boundaried too, Mm -hmm. because you can't, you know, powerful leader is beyond the triangle of disempowerment. Mm -hmm. Powerful leader is beyond rescuing. You're not a rescuer. You can't rescue anybody anyway. (laughs) Have you ever tried? I mean, it's like ridiculous. You can only be a compassionate witness and, Mm -hmm. and the urge to fix things in other people is big, right? Like the Mm -hmm. urge to fix it is really all about your own discomfort with that, whatever mm. they're going through. So a powerful leader like notices all of those discomforts and goes back inside to heal it so that the other person can remain exactly as they are. And in remaining exactly as they are, as your compassionate witnessing this person, they'll make their own shifts and changes. You don't, you're not actually doing anything, even healings, <laughs> Healings, the healer isn't healing the person. The person's healing themselves. The healer is only there as a compassionate witness for that person going through and and holding the highest truth of this this person you're witnessing. Mm -hmm. That's the main job of leadership. Yes. Wow. Incredible. Like, I'm just like, wow, mind blown. (laughs) This is so good. Hey. Do you have, you know, like any last piece of wisdom that you'd like to share with the audience today? Yes, I I would just like to share that the number one important job of any leader is to do their own personal shadow work. That, you know, like that shadow work is going to make you powerful. And, um, And stepping out of the victim consciousness through that shadow work as well and becoming sovereign, then it's a it's a humbleness. You know, it's a it's a true humbleness. And I would say place yourself in the position of of the person you're leading. And speak from that really humble space. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, like this whole, I don't know. I I feel like we've gotten into this cult of leadership where like everybody's got the perfection matrix. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. look at me with my perfect life because I found the path and now my life is perfect. And I'm like, I'm dancing on rainbows like every single day. That that doesn't help people who are on their pathway. (laughs) Do you know, this just sets up this big comparison I feel like the more humble human we can be and just be in recognition that life has got ups and downs and twists and turns, and this is all part of the discovery process, rather than this narcissistic urge to like be better than, I feel like it's so important for us to be humble humans 
and yeah. really, you know, take the hands of our brothers and sisters and lead them along the way in the best way we can, knowing that we're all part of the same oneness. We're all the same creation, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very, I think it's more honest. Yeah. Oh, I love this. And really quickly, how would you summarize what shadow work is for people who don't know what it is? Shadow work is really, um, instead of avoiding the things that make you uncomfortable, it's like diving right into the middle of it, you know, mm, Yeah. <laughs> and being with it and, and, you know, feeling it, immersing in it and allowing it to be. And um, it's really clearing out the glass, you know. Yeah. You know, there's this metaphor of um, doing transformation work where you have a, a glass that's been caked with mud because there's mm-hmm. so so many years in your life that you're just not even aware what you're doing to yourself. And that happens for all of us. We go unconscious and we have these painful behaviors and we hurt ourselves and we don't even know it. Mm-hmm. And that causes all this mud, you know, to be caked inside our beings. And shadow work is about pouring the the light in you know, to the glass and letting the mud be released. And as the mud's releasing, like really allowing that mud to be there, accepting it, embracing it on its way out, you know, feeling it, um, listening to its messages. And the message might be, wow, I really hurt myself earlier in my life and I had no idea. And I'm being with that now and that's painful to, to receive, but I'm accepting that 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 was my pathway to learning. Yeah, I see that so many times, like people trying to avoid the pain and then discomfort. And I'm like, no, you had to, you have to go through it. You know, it's like, that's how you heal. <laughs> and it's amazing how when you sit with it, it, it dissolves itself. You know, you don't, mm-hmm. you don't have to do anything to it. It alchemizes with love. You know, love is mm-hmm. being a compassionate witness to it. You know, love is compassionately witnessing that pain. And in the, the act of love, of compassionate witnessing, it alchemizes itself. You know, it, yeah. you don't have to go about like with a sword and killing all your shadows. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I thought you had to do that at first on my journey. So I went through that part. So anybody who's still sort of thinking that's necessary, I just want to say it's it's a it's a stage you know in the path but eventually you realize you don't have to do that Mm -hmm. oh so good so I can imagine lots of women wants to know how they can learn more from you and be in your space and your circle so where can people go to connect with you further in the online space yeah, absolutely. Um, my website is kerryhummingbird.com, K-E-R-R-I, hummingbird.com. And um, I do have an event coming up, and I know that you were saying this was going to be released a couple yeah. of days before. So um, for anybody who's interested in understanding the power of connecting with the earth and um, and wants to hear a message from the wisdom keepers in the Andes Mountains, uh, have a free event, Lead the Great Awakening, that is coming up on January 22nd. Um, and uh, details mm-hmm. about, um, on my website about that. And if you're listening to this way long after that event has happened, you'll be able to watch the replay by going to the yes. website and signing in. Oh my gosh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom. You are amazing. And I cannot wait to connect further with you for sure. Thank you, Anna. And blessings to everybody listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerful Female Leaders Podcast. If you love this episode, make sure to spread the message, leave a review and subscribe. I would forever be grateful for you. I also want to hear from you and I want to know your feedback and your questions for future episodes. So don't be shy, say hi and send me a message at Powerful Female Leaders Podcast on Instagram. Until then, I'll see you on the next episode.